0: 0680 WPTF, we are making your home great. Not that we're going out and doing it necessarily. Tim might, I won't. I'm Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi in studio with the Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. How you doing, sir? Good. You're good. Good. Excellent. Everything's good nice on this and, end of nice, the microphone. Nice and hot out there. Yeah, you know something? I, I guaranteed myself that in the beginning of April, it wasn't going to get cold again. And I put in tomato plants and things like that. I jumped the gun. Other neighbors thought it was nuts. I was right. It has, not warm, it has not cooled down. Oh, really? It has not cooled down. And my tomato plants look good. And everything's it's a warm, warm season. So you're ahead of the curve. I, I'm always ahead of the curve in my neighborhood, really. <laughs> unless it involves the, the grass in the, in the front yard. Um, The uh, program today, of course, is your show. You can call in, and no matter what we're doing, you can probably interrupt us, and uh, Tim will answer your question about your home. you have a project you're thinking of undertaking, or if you have a project you know you shouldn't, but yeah, you should call somebody, and you want some advice beforehand, go ahead and call us. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. Tim has... 30 years of construction experience, and if he doesn't do it, he knows enough about it at least to, to guide you in the right direction, I think.
1: This is true, I it, think.
0: Other than the HVAC stuff, which you you kind of hands off a lot of the time. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, but I'm not licensed to yeah. do that. That's or, or electrical. Or electrical. But again, <clears throat> you know, the, the focus of the show is occasionally we have the experts on the show, but occasionally also we can just guide you in the right direction If you've got an issue, you you just don't want to deal with. 919-860-9783. We're also going to play a game this first segment. Last week worked pretty well with the uh, young lady from the Man Expo. And we played a game, and it was sort of a true-false game. We're going to play a similar version to that. this, This block, this section of the show called Dave or Design. We're also, in just a couple of minutes, going to talk to somebody from... Fuquay Verena, Jim Seymour is the economic development director of Fuquay Verena. They're doing something really kind of interesting there. The town is, uh, we'll get to that in just a bit. And also, Sean McCutcheon of Myers Research, uh, I was talking about ho- housing starts. It was a big report that came out this week, and it looked like oh, the, the whole housing industry was you know sliding into, into disrepair, and no, that's not true. At least not here. And our two, Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage. Okay. Time to play Designer Dave. What Here, is that about? All right, here's the rule. <clears throat> uh, my opponent in this game is you. Okay. I'm going to describe something that I found in a design magazine or a design website. Some of this is from Forbes. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they're serious. They come out with 10 great 2017 additions to home design. <clears throat> I think some of them are ridiculous. So I made up a few that sound just like theirs. You have to tell me whether this is an actual design thing Mm -hmm. or it's Dave just trying to throw you some shade.
1: Okay. You ready? I'll say
0: design or Dave. Design or Dave. All right. First one, satin Mm. brass. Brass. Satin brass, not polished brass. People have been putting polished brass in their homes for a long time. Design, maybe? Now what they're doing is they're taking that brass and they're taking the shine off it. Mm -hmm. It's satin. Or the other thing is crushed velvet. Which one of those is design? Hmm. Satin brass or crushed velvet?
1: Maybe both. No design. No. No.
0: No. Not no. Satin brass is a big deal. They're they're mm-hmm. doing what I just said. They're taking the brass and instead of leaving it shiny, they're they're buffing it and making it satin. Crushed velvet hasn't been a big th- thing for years, Tim. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, and where would you use crushed velvet? at? Crushed velvet? Um, I would use it on ropes to to rope off the living room mom used to do that and also uh theater seating crushed velvet is what you're sitting on when you're sitting on a 1970s Uh, theater i thought it was velvet no yeah it's crushed velvet all right no good velvet other than crushed velvet all right voice activated assistance in your home please turn off the lights how about this one that's one how about this one automated built-in hydraulic condiment dispensers Mayo and ketchup delivered from the refrigerator at 10 PSI. So which one of those is Dave and which one of those is design? I'd say design might be the first thing. You are right. And I made up the automated ketchup thing.
1: Yeah, that's the Jetsons.
0: I could do that. That's uh, I mean, that, that would be convenient. All right. Refrigerator doors made of antique salvage barn wood. The door looks like a barn. Yeah. Yeah? Or... Bathroom vanities made from old furniture. Antiques. they got a sink in them now, but there were antique tables, and now they're a vanity. Which one of those is Dave, and which one is design? I'd say design is probably the second one. Design is the second one. Yeah. Uh, nobody's making refrigerator doors with Amish old barn wood. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. It'd be fun. Sub-Zero might do that for you.
1: Sub-Zero? Yeah. Who's that? The one that makes a big $6,000, 7000 refrigerators that do oh. – that match up your cabinets and
0: I believe else. I know why I don't know who they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never paid that much. All right. The latest home addition, shed quarters. That's an office or a man cave in a shed. Mm-hmm. Or the manscaping spa, which is a, a room where a man can shave, trim, tweeze – and store his valuable lotions and essential oils. Hmm. Which one of those is, is actually real, a design feature? I'd say the first one. First one, shedscaping. You're absolutely right. Now, I think this I is think a you possibility. you like the
1: idea of the second one for Well, yourself. here's
0: the description of the manscaping spa. It's a room where a man can shave, trim, and tweeze. The manscaping spa might feature its own sound system, aromatherapy, and foot massagers. Mm-hmm. Is that a possibility? Yeah. Perfect no, for the daily routine of hair removal as well as exfoliating as needed. Some men need this place.
1: Hey, the guys that work really hard need
0: those things. Absolutely. You work hard, you want to be – you want to you have need some. A place, down You need some downtime. And you don't want somebody borrowing your lotion. Absolutely right. All right. Very good. You answered every single one of them correctly, which means – Except for the first one I think I missed. The first one? Well yeah. – Whatever. It just means you didn't win anything. You get to stay on the show for for another segment okay. or, or the whole day. We're on till four o'clock. You want to ask us a question? You want to get uh, some um, ideas about manscaping spas? We can provide them for you. 919 860 9783 is our number on Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680 WPTF. Take me home tonight. News Radio 680 WPTF. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. Making your home great. Dave Alexander and Tim Ferruzzi. Tim with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And we've got sunshine clouds and a high today near 90 with an overnight low of 62. Right now, 89 degrees in Raleigh and in Chapel Hill and the most important city of all, Fuquay Verena. Well, at least to to Jim Seymour. Uh, Jim is the... Uh, is the economic development director for Fuquay Verena. thanks for joining us, Jim.
2: Dave, thanks for having me.
0: We've got a uh, there's a project going on and I'm uh, I'm surprised at it. I hadn't heard about it, but then I don't, you know, I don't read much. Jim, you guys are you guys are taking a section of downtown. Is it true that the town is trying to consolidate the the properties so that we can put in a five-story or six-story building?
2: Yeah, we've, uh, over the last year, the town has led efforts to assemble approximately 10 parcels, uh, four different property owners, uh, which makes up approximately 3.5 acres. And the goal is uh, to do a lot of the pre development services where the town has basically been acting like the developer. And then ultimately, uh, we've recently, the town board recently approved a conceptual rendering, uh, which showed, you know, five stories, your typical vertical mixed use, residential uh excuse me, um, commercial retail on the first or second floor, and the third through fourth, fifth floor would end up being residential. And so uh, we've spent probably the last year, year and a half, putting this type of project together where we will eventually shop it out to uh, qualified mixed-use developers that do these type of projects in communities like ours.
0: And, and Jim, is, is Fuquay Verita actually buying the properties? Well, we own some of the
2: properties that that you know, of course, are part of this uh, footprint. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, the the town, does have options to acquire uh, purchase contracts to acquire the properties. Ultimately, uh, the goal is to partner with a developer in the next several months, and ultimately uh, assign our options to the developer to ultimately acquire them.
0: All right, you got to tell us where it is. I think I know where it is just from the maps. Is it in the section of town that I know as Verena?
2: It is in the section of the town, uh, the Fuquay District.
0: It's the Fuquay so District. Okay,
2: I apologize. No, no, not a problem. It's on the southern corner of uh, Main and uh, East Academy Street. Uh, it's currently a site uh, where we uh, our, our police station is located. Yeah. Uh, and also Bob Barker Company headquarters is located on the same block, but it, it's right there on the corner of Main Street, and East Academy Street.
0: And there's a church behind Bob Barker. Is that the footprint of the building you're, uh, that's being developed or the area that's being developed? In other words, is Bob Barker coming down someday?
2: It is. Um, the building, there's two warehouses. Uh, there's a larger warehouse where the church is, right. and then just south of that is the smaller warehouse. The smaller warehouse is part of the project's footprint, not the larger warehouse, yeah. nor is the headquarters of Bob Barker that is not part of the footprint. So just south of that larger um, warehouse is the from there to East Academy Street is the footprint.
0: All right now, I live in Fuquay, Verena. I want you to do this at a gain. I want you to do this uh, you know, and make money. Is that absolutely. Is, is that a possibility? Can we do that? Absolutely, you know, uh, the goal is, you know, The Puke
2: Wave Arena, particularly, it's downtown, as you know, being a resident, we've got, we are rocking and rolling as far as development and as far as interest from the development community and commercial, industrial, residential. And so, you know, uh, our downtown has been the the heart of the community for so many years. And we've got so many great assets downtown, so many great businesses, so many great, you know, organizations. You know, our goal in wanting to be proactive in this development project is being able to, uh, you know, uh, combine all those assets put together a project, and then ultimately pitch it to the development community that is very interested in our market right now, both for residential, multifamily, and commercial. So being, you know, 2014, the town put together an aggressive economic development strategy, its first official economic development strategy, and one of those initiatives is to go out uh, and recruit mixed-use development downtown. So, you know, two or three years later, uh, we're pretty much on course for what we envisioned several years ago of a project of this magnitude,
0: Hey, um, is it five or six stories? You think it'll be five or six? town board approved is five. Five. That's a skyscraper in Fuquay.
2: Well, you know, the uh, Fidelity Bank building, which is ultimately three stories, really is height-wise about four stories. Okay. You know, uh, Feet-wise. So we're looking, you know, and ultimately what we have to do is, you know, once we partner with a developer, we will, uh, we're currently in the process of putting together the financial performa see what the project will cost. And uh, ultimately, you know, we're looking at 250 apartments, um, you know, 25,000 square feet of retail and commercial space. That's subject to change, you know, once we start getting in the room with the developer putting together the pro forma. So it it may be four floors, but ultimately we'd like to see five floors Yeah, uh, if that's ultimately what the developer and, and, and the town come up with.
0: Okay. I, I approve of the project. I approve of the concept. The only thing I ask is that i be able to get home. And, oh, no. <laughs> and turn left across traffic because you're inviting 268 or 250 more units, which means, you know, I don't know, 300, 400 people yeah. are going to drive their yeah, cars uh, out, you at know. At least.
2: Yeah. Sure, so. sure. And, you know, the traffic analysis, traffic impact study, that, of course, is part of the project. And, you know, we're not going to be able to move forward unless we address those concerns. And hopefully, you know, as a Fuquay Quaverina resident, the town uh, over the last couple of years has been very aggressive in trying to improve transportation, and traffic congestion in town. So that will ultimately be part of this project. All right.
1: Is there a parking deck involved with that? Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. There's uh, the conceptual rendering that recently was approved, Mm -hmm. and what we'll be going out to market with is a five-story, four, four four-and-a-half, excuse me, four-and-a-half to five-story parking deck, which would include 526 spaces, of which 125 would be available to the public just for public parking, with the rest of it being dedicated to the multifamily residents and retail and commercial spaces.
1: Well, it sounds like a nice project, and that'll give uh, Fuquay even more momentum.
0: Well, you know, Absolutely. we're going to be cool. the new Morrisville. Mm-hmm. Okay, are, are, you, are we agreed on this, Jim? That uh, well, Holly Springs could be the new Cary, and then then Fuquay Varina can be the new Holly Springs or the new Morrisville. Mm-hmm. We're we're uh, all upscaling. Know. Okay.
2: <laughs> well, right. Yeah. You know, our our goal is to put together you know quality projects, and ultimately. Uh, whether you're wanting to live or work or just visit downtown or the community. You know, we're hoping that this will be a catalyst project that captures all of that. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Thank you. Jim Seymour, Economic Development Director for Fuquay, Verena. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming out. And the reason we present stories like this is not that it has to do with your home, but it has to do with your hometown. So think about uh, things that affect your hometown. And feel free to uh, contact us through the WPTF website and say, oh, yeah, you wouldn't even believe what's going on in my town. I didn't even get to a- ask him about the de- – There's talk about more people joining your town. Mm-hmm. At one time, Fuquay Verena was a little bit of a Mayberry, okay? Mm-hmm. It was a tobacco community. I used to drive through it when I was a kid coming from Fayetteville, driving it, up to Raleigh. And it was a small town, had a fair number of tobacco barns and, and mm-hmm. farms – uh, now now those tobacco barns have been converted into places where people can park their boats mm-hmm. over the winter, okay? Um, some of the – as you enter the town in one direction, they're taking down some of the really small houses that used to greet you near the high school. Um, and this sort of thing is – its I joke about upscaling. That really is happening in a lot of these towns that used to be so-called agricultural communities.
1: Yeah. Well, they're seeing the value. Most of the councils are seeing the value in them, and they're trying to revive them. And
0: behind— And there's
1: good bones and skeletons there, and meaning, well, yeah. meaning structures.
0: Yeah, there's good structures, and there's good, good people. And there's a, uh, there's a development going in right now behind the food lion. You can almost say that in any town in North Carolina right mm-hmm. now, or at least any town in the Triangle. It's, I don't know how many hundreds of units. I should have asked Jim. Mm -hmm. Hundreds and hundreds. I see it. It's huge. Holly Springs did that along um, the area where Target is. And I know that's happening in Nightdale and a dozen other areas. It's an issue to talk about, but I'm not joking when I say I want to get home. Yeah. 540 is an interesting project. 540 dumps us off onto 55 Bypass. 55 Bypass used to be a straight shot into Fuquay. You didn't see anything except fields. Target and all the other stores along there mm-hmm. have come in, and now they have the, what I call the redneck turnarounds, the the loops. Yeah, you yeah. have to pull over to the left, yep. wait for your light, and then you turn. It's not an intersection. It's more like a lighted U-turn area. I think those are pretty cool. You think they're cool? I like them. Yeah. Okay. I find them to Where be... Where it has a little inset on the side of the road. Exactly. Yeah. The Utah, I'm sure it's much cheaper than an intersection. Yeah. It's much cheaper. You just put in the... Well, it's uh, a lot safer, too. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. I know that right now, Fifty-five. The 540 to 55, this is a very specific thing to me, get off I-540 at 55 bypass. Technically, I think I'm in apex, but I'm turning toward... Holly Springs Fuquay mm-hmm. people are getting off and trying to ease themselves all the way to the opposite side very quickly mm-hmm. of, I-5, of I-55 or the 55 bypass mm-hmm. and you know what they're doing is they're cutting people off mm-hmm. um, and I've got somebody who wants to talk about Fuquay we get them up in a minute or so we can we can talk to a Mike in Hillsboro Mike from Hillsboro thank you for joining us what's going on?
3: Hello, Mike. Hey, yeah, hey. Oh, my goodness. I jumped out already. Yeah, talk uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, I remember things. Even in 1960, we were still rural. Yes. Simply because of things hadn't happened then. We're, we're, we're what, 60 to 2000? That's 40 years. Yeah. And now we're looking at 17 more, so that's uh, 57 years. Yes, sir. But, but uh, I remember my daddy and myself... And another fella had a Ford pickup truck. Yeah, it was 1952, and we went down to Fuquay Arena Wholesale, or it was it was a lumber company right there on the railroad track. Yes, sir, or, or close to it, and we bought all the pine paneling from them to finish up the upstairs in our second story house. And yeah. I thought we would never get there. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> but, but but
3: I can tell you. When we when we left Durham on Highway 55 South, that was yes, the only way you get there.
0: Yeah,
3: it was nothing but farmland all the way. And I can remember when. Now people don't believe this, but I can remember when there was a flash light at the at the intersection of Highway 54 and 55.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mike, we've got to go, but thank you.
3: But I just wanted to share that with you.
0: Thank you, I do appreciate it. I'm glad you called in.
3: All right, have a good day.
0: Tell your friends about the show. I appreciate it. News Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great. Switching gears a little bit, talking about housing starts in just a moment and more, especially uh, talking about uh, home improvements and home damage from termites. That's coming up on this show on WPTF. Well, from the uh, Making Your Home Great News Center. Uh, I'm Dave Alexander. Reuters is reporting that uh, our own lows is growing. Krista Scott has more.
4: Mooresville, North Carolina, home improvement retailer Lowe's said it is buying Maintenance Supply Headquarters, a wholesaler retailer of maintenance supplies, for $512 million. Lowe's is trying to attract more construction contractors. Lowe's is the number two home improvement chain in the U.S. behind Home Depot. Lowe's depends on homeowners and do-it-yourself shoppers for their core business, while Home Depot has been more successful with contractors, contractors. Krista Scott from the Making Your Home Great News Bench.
0: Also in the news, uh, Home Depot posted better than expected earnings this week. They gave a dividend to uh, shareholders of 89 cents. National Association of Realtors thinks that uh, sales of brand new homes are expected to jump 10.7%. They are expected to rise an additional 8% next year. Sean McCutcheon is with Myers Research. Now, Sean... I sent you some uh, a link to the Commerce Department survey. Uh, Sean comes to us by way of the Raleigh-Wake County Home Builders Association because his organization, which is Myers Research, does work for those folks. And I got some really co- inconsistent data this week, and I couldn't figure it out. And I, I need a numbers person. Is that you, Sean? Yeah, I, I can do my best to help out
5: and take a look at it and let you know what I think.
0: All right, what we're trying to do is keep our finger on the pulse of the the, the the concept of, you know, where housing is going in this area. The headline this week was housing starts were down. Is that true?
5: Nationwide, yes, the number is true. Uh, but I think that it, it really varies based on geography, based on region around the U.S., um, some some positives and some negatives to look at. I mean, the, the Northeast was down for sure, and um, and the South, which includes North Carolina but also includes 17 states, so quite a big area from Maryland to Texas, um, was down as well. And then conversely, the West was was up, and the Midwest was up. And you know, locally in Raleigh-Durham, uh, it's, it's up. So you know, it's it's. It really varies by geography, and yeah. um, not not to be too alarmed because
0: because uh, the regions can be so different. Should I even pay attention to housing starts to worry about the home industry in North Carolina? You
5: know, we focus more on building permits than housing starts. Uh, we look at sales of sales and sales volume, of course. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things to look at. One, one measure that, that we like to use in particular is, of course, jobs and job growth. But also uh, the jobs to permits ratio. We like to see how many jobs are growing um, annually versus how many permit building permits are issued, and you, you like to see a ratio of you know one or one point at least one to one point two or higher to, to show signs of a healthy housing market. That would be one point two jobs for every one uh, building permit. Yes, and uh, and and you know Raleigh Durham has has performed at that level quite. You know, pretty strong for the last five, six years. You know, we've been at one point three or higher each of the last uh, five years, it's actually six years. So, so, so um, we're very strong there. And then we just need to track how things go from from here. Two thousand seventeen is projected to still have a stronger jobs number than permits, mm-hmm. and it's and then it's expected to um, trail off a bit. 2018 through 2000 through uh, 2021. So we um, need, need to watch out for that.
0: Should I even worry about what happened in the middle of the week with the stock market? No, Tim says no.
5: No, I, no. I mean there, there's there's market fluctuations, it's a correction, and there, there, yeah, corrections, and you know there, the stock market's based on companies' uh, expected returns. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's it's not as it's not as something that we look closely at um, you know for, as compared to these housing market jobs and, and housing number stuff.
0: According to Myers Research research, the building permits in Raleigh Durham are up to what percentage over last year?
5: We're seeing a, a significant increase in building permits, uh, approximately twenty five percent. Uh, so, so that's a pretty strong number and a pretty strong
0: increase in permits. All right, Sean, thank you very much. All right, thank you. I appreciate Sean McCutcheon of Myers Research. They do an annual report or presentation for the Raleigh-Wake County Home Builders Association. I was glad. I went to one organization. They passed me off to Myers Research, and Sean stepped up and agreed to work for a couple of Minutes on a Saturday.
1: And, and permits can be for new housing starts as well as remodeling and, yeah. and repairs. But still. That's up a lot, yeah.
0: As somebody, you do work and mm-hmm. often find yourself at some place pulling a permit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You like to see the permits up, don't you? I mean, uh, that's a measure of overall health of your industry. Yeah. Yeah. You'd like to be pulling them yourself. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You'd like to be doing that work yourself. So you got on your mind this week termites and the damage that are caused by them.
1: Yeah, I thought we'd talk about termites because people have been getting outside, taking a look at their homes the last uh, month and a half or so. And they are probably seeing some damage. And uh, termites are a big issue here in the southeastern United
0: States. I have not been under my house in a year. Do I need to to make that trip? Well,
1: it's not only – it's not only – no, not necessarily. I mean, no. Are you under contract with uh, any of the pest I, companies?
0: You know, I'm got, uh, we, we actually had a contract to yeah. We're looking to hire yeah, somebody. Yeah. I think it's going to be um, the economy yeah. exterminators who yeah, are going yeah, to come yeah, out. Yeah.
1: So, you know, those guys come out annually and, and do that kind of thing. So that's, that's – but, but you could also see termites outside. You know, they, they recommend you don't put mulch up to your – in your flower beds. Right. For a variety of reasons, one of them being fire potential. Right. As well as uh, it's wood. And uh, so they recommend that you rake that back and check to see if you see any uh, termites. And termites look kind of like ants. I'm um, sure you can Google they're it. They're not bigger? Um, well, well, I mean, they're, they're, they might be smaller, or bigger. Yeah. Some of them have wings. You okay. Know, you got, it depends on the season, and I'm not a professional I, at it. but
0: I, I'm not a guy who's ever seen them. You know what I mean? I've seen bugs around wood piles, but yeah. I don't know what the well, they're, termite they're, looks like. Well, they're little, and and I think they're whitish. Uh-huh. Um,
1: and, of course, you see them with wings. I think that might be some form of them yeah. uh, mating or whatever that might be. Um, but you can if you, you can see these things outside, not only under your house. Yeah. They're not always visible. Yeah. Uh, they're tracks. Um, you know, there's tunnels that they make. You'll see sometimes on the— on the foundation of the house, whether yeah. it's under the house or outside the house, if you're not taking care of your house, if you've got gutter issues, if you're not painting your house, you got a lot of wood rot, you might have termites in that damaged wood because termites are looking for moisture yeah. and wood. Yeah. And when the two are together, they're having fun because that's just a, a buffet for them.
0: I think it was Ken Alstrom who was on one of our commercials mm-hmm. on this station mm-hmm. describing these, these tunnels— Yep, I think of it like mud daubers, the 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 exactly. muddy kind of you know it's a it's yep. a long tunnel. Yep, that the mud tubes, mud tubes that mud they're tubes. trying to get from the ground to your wood, and of course we've all got cement block in that area. Mm-hmm. They're not climbing up there. Apparently, they climb up these tubes. Mm-hmm. So okay. By the way, Doctor Ken's going to be on next week. Okay, and Ken Alstrom from uh, Economy Exterminators, and he's going. It's funny because I got the phone call. You said, all right, I want to talk about termites. Yeah, well, and then, we should have waited and done it next week. No, time. no, no. And then, <laughs> and then he – well, he called, and then he said that he wants to talk about waterproofing. Okay. Which is odd, which is a very yeah, yeah, big yeah. switch between I'm the two be of you. i supposed to be doing that, and yeah. he's supposed to be
1: doing that. You're the okay.
0: construction guy. You usually <laughs> talk about waterproofing. Um, other than pi- not piling my wood pile yeah. next to the house, what should I be doing?
1: Well, you know, making sure that you don't have leaks under your dishwasher Yeah. In your bathroom, uh, because that water will typically go under the house. Yeah. uh, Kitchens. Uh, So you want to make sure that you're not having any leaks from your plumbing that would be going into the wood floor of your home and the structure, because that's going to attract pests, termites. The bugs like the water. They do like the water. Okay. And that attracts them. It's kind of, they have a radar for
0: it. And And you you told me once that if you really want to see if you have water under your house— Call the Exterminator, well, I mean, that's I mean, one way,
1: yeah, and there's guys that go under houses. I don't go under houses as much as I used to. I've probably been under five hundred houses, maybe a yeah. thousand houses. Yeah. I just don't do it much anymore, um, but I do it on occasion uh, and and I can always bring some of my guys over and yeah. and then go under the house as well so um, but typically, if you're a homeowner that's very active, going under your house is a good idea at least once a year. And If you're under contract with a a termite company like economy or whomever, yeah, you know those guys go into your house and they'll take readings for you, and we can do readings as well, but it, obviously, if we're going to do that, we'd like to be paid for that
0: that job yeah the the readings that you're taking moisture readers it's a moisture reader, yep mm-hmm. you take two prongs and you stick it into the wood and something happens that tells you how much water is. In the wood?
1: Yep. We've got the, the, the device I use is a, is a very nice device. It's got two prongs if you're doing stuff more internally inside your house, like your drywall and, and behind your trim and things. And then we have a, one that's a single prong. It's yeah. almost a hammer action that you would use under your house to come into the lumber and actually get down at least a half inch or so to take the reading.
0: Yeah. The, um, yeah, I know I have to call Dr. Ken. To and come some by of the it's house. visual,
1: too. You know, just going yeah. into the house where your bathrooms are and your kitchens and pulling back the insulation with a flashlight just taking a look. See if you start seeing discolored wood, black wood,
0: brown wood. I hate that. Uh, water, signs of water. Yeah. Um, that's important. All right. More on bugs. More on bugs. I'm not calling the bugs morons. I, we're going to have more on bugs <laughs> <laughs> on this show in the next couple of minutes. Also, our second hour is coming up. Uh, hour two. We're going to be talking about uh, mortgages from Pilgrim Mortgage, Jamal Bowe. News Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF, we are making your home great. Gosh, when I say that, it sounds like we're doing the work. The show is Making Your Home Great. Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi. Tim, of course, with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And this show would not be possible without some of the great experts who've come on and given us some ideas on how we can make your home great. Thanks to uh, Ken from Easy Pro Baths and, of course, Tim from Handy Helpers and Timothy Johnson from Johnson Pressure Wash. We've got to get a him on the air. Is, it, is pollen done now? Seems like. It seems like time to—no, it's not done? All right. Well, never mind. no—you uh, can pressure wash now. Uh, but I want to get him on after the, the pollen stops falling. Uh, and next week, economy exterminators expert, the entomologist, Dr. Ken Alstrom, on News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, AccuWeather forecast, really rather nice, partly cloudy and hot, uh, with a high near 90. Could be in a thunderstorm this afternoon. And then for tomorrow, uh, afternoon shower, a possibility and uh, Sunday, 76 degrees. Right now, 89, with a real feel of 99. No kidding. At News Radio 680, WPTF. Uh, next hour, Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage. Tim, what's up? More, uh, termites. 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 Can I just buy a can of stuff and just spray it everywhere? <laughs> no. No?
1: No. I can't. You also want to make sure there's no loose wood under your house um, from previous repairs. So. Um, Say you had some damage under the bathroom and you ended up having some structural work done. Yeah. You want to make sure that all that stuff is not laying on the floor or a portion of it laying on the ground, I mean, um, because that's going to attract termites. So when you get a home, when you sell a home, they always tell you to make sure that the crawl space of your home is clean of all debris. And that is the reason because they don't want it to attract termites.
0: I thought that it was because we don't want the home inspector to suspect that somebody had to do some work, well, because you once had termites. Might
1: be partly that too, um, but more so it's because it's sitting on the ground. Yeah, the ground is typically moist, so there yeah. you are. And, and and termites are subterranean, so they're coming from the ground. Uh, yeah. up. That's why you have the the. the I thought mud, they were. The I thought tunnels. they were
0: Venezuelan.
1: Yeah, well, you know,
0: they're subterranean. Yeah, oh, and say they so. they fly at times too. I guess right? they do fly. All right. What's the worst it's ever looked? I—I I mean, you must have walked into a home and found, "I gosh," you know, you just discovered that you had termites, but you had them for years. Well, how bad does it look? How bad can it get? Um, it can get really bad. Yeah, it can get
1: really bad. Um, you know, where you think that it's maybe just a doorway, you pull out the door, and next thing you know, the whole wall, all the way up. Through the chimney, uh, like a back door. Yeah, uh, the whole wall is got to be torn out. Yeah, and and, and 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 at times you're involving drywall, so it becomes interior work as mm-hmm. well, not just exterior work. So, yeah, lots of different situations. You know, check your doors. Um, uh, you know, we sometimes we get a lot of water at our doorways. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Rain just blowing down, bouncing on the deck, hitting the patio door, and going down at the the main band there. And uh, so many times we pull out a patio door and we'll find the main band, which is the skeleton of the house Mm -hmm. that the walls sit on, uh, rotted from termites. Or just rot just from moisture, and termites never got to it. Is there a type of wood I can use? To discourage this? Well, when we go back and repair these things, we use treated wood. Yeah. Yeah. So, But a lot of your new construction homes aren't built with treated wood in the crawl spaces.
0: Is there a reason for that? Cost. Really? Cost, yeah. Because you know something? I I consider this whole—I don't think that I considered it before I started working on this show. I now think that I want somebody to come under my house— and not only treat everything that can be seen, mm-hmm. I want them to paint it after they treat it. Then I want them to polyurethane the whole thing. I want the best quality treatment.
1: Well, you can come in and clean it. Yeah. First of all, you'll pull out your insulation. Your insulation is going to have to be replaced if it's been there yeah. 15, 20 years. Yeah. And we can do this kind of thing. Come in and clean it with a mildew side type product to kill all the uh, the biomaterial. Yeah. And... Um, And then you can come in with a chemical treatment and spray down the wood that actually is a bio product that that kills, that saturates into your wood. Um, And you can also do things like dry-sealed crawl spaces, which we do that as well, where you come in and you—we've talked about that, where it's like a shower cap on your head when you're taking a shower. Yeah. Upside down under your house, so it's a total— a wrapping that sits, goes up your foundation walls, up your piers, on the, on the dirt, yeah. and stops any moisture from coming up. Now, if you have a pre-existing termite issue, obviously that's not going to help as much. Or yeah. if you have a leak coming from interior, mm-hmm. you may still have termites uh, coming around the dry sealed crawl space. That's not, not going to stop everything, but it's mm-hmm. a, a pretty good
0: directional move. Is there anything else bug-related that I'm supposed to worry about other than termites? I, well, I, I mean, we're going to have Dr. Ken in next week, but it, the question is— Powder post beetles. Can they, can they uh, damage my structure? Oh, yeah. Powder post beetles.
1: You'll find those in a lot of barns and, and things. Um, and the only way you're going to get rid of those guys is with, uh, I think, heat for sure, if you have lumber. that you yeah. say, say, for instance, and we've, we've taken down barns. I've got— yeah. Eight or nine barns in my warehouse that I've identified and dismantled yeah. that are stored for mantles and flooring and furniture people might need that we mm-hmm. use to build things and um, in some of that material we have found powder post beetles and what we do is we have a kiln in our warehouse so mm-hmm. we'll we'll put all the material that we're using in the kiln and heat it up and that kills the powder post other things are carpenter bees that's yeah. another Type of insect that you need to worry about And of course there's some ants that can do some damage As well
0: Well and when you say that's something to worry about You're absolutely right I just started worrying about Yeah,
1: mostly, mostly related to moisture Under your house
0: We keep touching around The edges of what it is that Tim Ferruzzi does here Because he brings up another thing You know it's like well you know I, uh, I Helped build the space shuttle and uh, you know, hmm. We find out more about that What are the areas of handy helpers And highland roofing
1: well, Handy Helpers, we've been in business since 1987. I started it when I was in college, uh, paying my way through college. And um, uh, you pretty much anything, we can do uh, major repairs, structural damage, um, fascia boards. We can remodel your bathroom. We can change a toilet. We can mm-hmm. change a faucet. We can put down new flooring, mm-hmm. uh, move walls, add walls, um, Things like that, and then, uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting thousands of things. If you go to our website, handyhopers.com, you'll see lots of pictures, and pictures are worth a thousand words. And then roofing, Roofing roofing-wise, everything everything roofing. We've got our residential uh, division, which is Highland Residential Roofing, and then we now have our uh, commercial division, which is Eagle Roofing and Waterproofing. Yeah. That handles flat roofs, things of that sort.
0: And a couple of weeks earlier, a couple of weeks ago— uh, Tim actually did most of the show from on top of somebody's yep, commercial roof. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean you got to. Sometimes in this business, you have to have a part time job. Yeah, you know, but that's the first time need I've to do, ever.
1: We need to do more of that. You just do what commercial? Live, well, where I'm just live on a job, and and we we do the show it's from the job. It's fine site. with me. Yeah, fine
0: with me. Here is is a—I I I read this article and I thought oh, Tim should know this, but I should tell everybody in the business. And people who are looking for a niche. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association, Weekly Mortgage... No, that's the wrong one. U.S. homeowners spend an average of X dollars in extra costs that come with selling their home. From dressing it up so that somebody will buy it to repairing what's already there. Say that again. What was the... U.S. homeowners Mm -hmm. spend an average of, and I left out the Mm -hmm. dollar Mm -hmm. figure... Mm -hmm in extra costs that come with selling their home. You're selling your home like me. I've mm-hmm. let some things go. I need to take care of it because the next person's never gonna buy my house unless it really looks good. So you, that
1: would be money that you spend to have someone come in and do the work and the stuff you might do yourself.
0: Right. It's imagine. stuff that needs so to be done.
1: What's the magic number per homeowner or in ag-
0: aggregate? 15 grand per house. Yeah. 15000 I say to anybody who's in the industry, if you well, can come up with a business plan that includes that, if somebody could pick up a phone, maybe I'm not inventing something. Maybe people do that. Yeah. You pick up a phone and say, will I repair it? Yes. Well, will you, I make it look well, nice? You, yes. Well,
1: you have to realize this is probably happening over a 24-month period. It is. Yep.
0: All right. Making your home great. Talking with Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage next hour. Stay with us. News Radio 680 WPTF. News is next. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great every week from 2 until 4. We're not in your house, but we're on your radio uh, giving advice and introducing some people who can help make your home great or uh, make your home buying process greater we
1: have been in many of the houses though
0: oh you have well yeah, you have yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i you know i'm i'm interested in actually going to work sites okay and and actually doing recorded segments well we can do there that.
1: we can do that on occasion if you want
0: i like it i like it all right jamal bow is in the studio jamal bow is with pilgrim mortgage and welcome how are you
6: I am doing great, Dave. Uh, thanks, man. I uh, really appreciate uh, being here with you and Tim, man. Mm-hmm. I uh, love this show, man. The uh, information oh, right. you give. And He's a fan. Everything. Yes. Yes, He's yes. great.
0: That's good. Yes. People should be a fan if they're going to get on the show. Yeah. Right, Tim? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. So, talk to me. How long have you been doing this and what got you into mortgage work?
6: I've been doing this. Uh, Pretty much since, uh, I guess, about 2002 mm-hmm. uh, in 2001 or 2000, 2001, I bought a, my first house. Me and my wife bought our first house. Yeah. And uh, we did some renovations, you know. And then we bought a, a couple of rental properties, did renovations and stuff. And I, I noticed uh, the majority of the home buying process was the mortgage. It wasn't, you know, the really nice real estate person who had a smile and a uh, yep. glib explanation for everything. It yeah. was the... Uh, the mortgage person in. You, you know, the, some of the frustrations I went through If that, I decided, you know what, I, I could probably be a little bit better doing that than some of these folks. And uh, <laughs> over the years, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of 50-50. I mean, some loans are a little bit easier to do than others, but I really enjoy doing it. Um, yeah, People get a little frustrated sometimes going through the process because it, ta- it might take a little bit longer yep. than they anticipate. But a few months later.
0: Than, other than going to small claims court, doing a closing is about the need, most needlessly stressful moment in an adult person's life. And I don't know why.
6: It, right? Well, it, it's getting there. More. Yeah, the closing's the easy part. Yeah, it's closing's everything easy. coming up to it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's getting there. And, and uh, one of the things I uh, always have made sure I do, especially over the past five years or so, yeah. is uh, I always give estimates a little bit higher So that when you get to the closing table, you know, you start breathing some sighs of relief. Oh, the fees are a little bit lower. Oh, the payment's a little bit lower. And people automatically just instantly relax a a little bit. They don't like it in the beginning, you know, because they'll say, oh, the big bank said they'll do this for less. And and I always tell them, I said, hey, things are going to change when we get to the closing, but they're going to change in your favor. Right. And once they see that. You know, they really appreciate that.
0: What's the advantage of working with a local broker rather than just walking into my bank?
6: Can you call the guy from your bank on Sunday? Can you call the guy from your bank at Saturday afternoon? Yes, is he, is yes, he,
0: I can. Will he take my phone call? No, he won't. Will he text you back? <laughs> no. Well, I, yeah, I would
1: it, think you'd be a little bit more motivated since it's your thing versus someone that works for another institution.
6: Right, right. And um, say you are a uh, one- You know, point in your credit score from getting something. Yeah. You know, the guy at the large institution is just going to say, "I'm sorry, we can't help you, but keep doing what you're doing and come back in a couple of months." Whereas (laughs) I'm going to say, "Hey, you need to pay off this uh, $35 medical collection, and I think we'll be good once I rescore you." And then, bang, pal, you, I've got you approved on Sunday afternoon.
0: And that really is a big deal. These little tiny, I owe somebody. Ninety bucks, or somebody went ahead and um, somebody went ahead and used my name and social security number for a power bill in Montana. And against logic, I have to pay that power bill off.
6: Well, well or ho- do something. Hopefully, it's a pretty small power bill. I yeah. Mean, hopefully, and uh, you know there are methods of taking care of that. Yeah, where you may not have to pay the entire thing. But uh, sometimes, you're right, those small medical collections, and and usually, you know, just a state of the world we're living in, some of that is a uh, copay that you might have missed that was right. $35 or something. You know, you figured you had a relationship with the doctor, but, yeah. you know, they uh, did what they do. Or it could have been... Anything, who knows? Yeah. But the folks at the big institution, they are not even going to point that out to you. They're just going to say, oh, sorry, we can't help you. And there are limits at the big institutions of the uh, types of programs you can get. So, you know, there might be a bank, you know, your bank, I don't know which one it is, but yeah. they might only offer adjustable rate mortgages. Yeah. And, you know, it might sound really great. You know, that teaser rate, but three mm-hmm. years down the road, you're like, hey, what's this? You know. So,
0: yeah, my daughter, after we moved into the house, Ma, uh, my daughter meets me at the door and says, Daddy, mommy is all upset because we have to pay a baboon payment next month. <laughs> <A> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's a baboon? Yes. At first, I had to figure out what it was. Our arm was going up
6: the balloon, it, and it was going to be a balloon. It was going to be a balloon. It no, wasn't going up, it was, uh, it was due. It was due. And, and yeah. you had to turn around and do a refi or something? Or,
0: yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Or, you know, pay it in full if you had to cash. Yeah.
0: What are people putting down as a percentage on a house purchase? Because I saw somebody from the federal government saying, wow, this is a great idea. I think we should have 10% down on every house in America.
1: That's hard to do for a lot of people very, very I would, hard I would think somewhere between one and five maybe yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The, what's the what's the standard
6: uh, the majority of the uh home purchase loans I do are f h a yeah, and the f h uh, a requirement is three and a half percent down to keep numbers down uh, on a hundred uh round you're looking at uh, on a hundred thousand dollar house thirty five hundred as a down payment mm-hmm. and then the closing cost mm-hmm. so um yeah. There are uh, USDA loans, which are very popular around Mm -hmm. here. In fact, uh, you know, USDA loans, you don't make a down payment. You only make uh, a—you only pay the closing costs. And let let me tell you about this area. Mm -hmm. You know, I have uh, one client. And about three years ago, uh, Nightdale—we're out in Nightdale, right? Mm -hmm. We can—you know, pretty much all in Nightdale qualified for USDA, right? Okay. You know, because it was rural. All right. But— You know, as this area is becoming more and more urban, you know, a guy comes up to me. About uh, six months ago, I want to get a house at Nightdale. I want to get it at USDA. I'm like, yes, we can do this. And uh, they're building all these new houses out there, and, you know, it's the house that qualifies for USDA. It's not your credit or anything. The house has to be designated rural. And a lot of it that used to be designated rural in Nightdale is not anymore. I mean, it used to be almost all in Nightdale, and, man, so we— we couldn't do the uh, USDA, and uh, we had to do FHA, but, but we were all good. I had a neighbor across the street, just moved recently. Yeah He uh, same thing. He had seven kids, and uh, mm. you know, and I live in one of these newer neighborhoods with a small yard. Yeah, so he is really looking for something rural, you know, but
0: uh, <laughs> Yes, something fenced in. Well, no. You can open the back door and just say go. Yes, go, kids. Go. yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes.
6: No cars and everything. I gotcha. Yeah. But the other thing about this area is that it's becoming so popular, is that, uh, you know, it used to be you and your wife would go out and look at a house with the realtor. Mm-hmm. And uh, my guy, my neighbor across the street, he was just having a time because him and his wife, you know, with seven kids, and he mm-hmm. had a job and. Uh, Think he had a part-time job. I Think he was a, a reverend as well. He had to have all those jobs with seven kids, yes. he? man. And uh, you know, but him and his wife would go look at a house, and then they're thinking they have three or four days to mull it over. Yep. And uh, they call up the realtor. Okay, we'd gone. like to uh, gone gone. It was gone like two hours after they left. So, uh, a little word of advice to folks out there: if you are looking for a house in the Raleigh-Durham area right now, yeah. you know, once you talk to me, yeah, you can get qualified. You know, if you see something you like, go ahead and go for it. If you if you don't like the cabinets, you can that's something you can replace later. <laughs> if you don't like the tub, yeah. you know, a couple of years down the road, I get you a cash out, refinance, you can replace the tub.
0: I got a guy who could put you in a tub or who could put the cabinets in. He's mm-hmm. sitting across from you. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. Anything that Jamal can't fix, uh, Tim can. Uh, we're talking with Jamal Bow from Pilgrim Mortgage. Uh, Tim Fruzzi, of course, in studio, Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander. The radio program is Making Your Home Great. If you have a question about mortgages or financing or buying a house, now is the time to call 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather Forecast. Possibility of a thunderstorm in the afternoon and into the evening with a high today near 94. By the way, they adjusted the temperature. Earlier it was a high near 89. Then it got to be about 91. Yeah. And they changed it because, you know, you can't, can't declare the high is going to be, you know. I once. Think it's
1: about 92 out there it's- according to my little... Oh, my car. It
0: feels 90 with a real feel of 96. Yeah. Possibility of thunderstorms today and tomorrow. Tomorrow, a whole lot cooler than today, but you're going to be inside anyway because there might be a thunderstorm. Uh, 90 now, real feel 96, news radio 680, WPTF. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing and from Pilgrim Mortgage, Jamal Bow. And uh, we have. By the way, lots of rain next week in the forecast. Lots of rain next week, huh? Yep. Hans in Raleigh. Hans, thank you for calling. What's going on?
7: Hey, how are you? Uh, Quick question for uh, your mortgage broker guest. Uh, Yes. So I have have a 30-year fix that I'm probably paying down in the process closer to like a 21 or 22-year mortgage the way I pay. And I also have a home equity line. My question is this, is that from when I first took out the home equity line, Let's say it was for 20000 and that kind of was at the ceiling of having, like let's say, uh, 20% equity remaining in the house, whatever. Now that I still have this home equity line, I actually have about closer to 75000 in equity. And do I need to reapply for a loan, or will, will the, the bank that holds my home equity line, if I just ask them, will they increase the limit based on the appraised value of my house or the market value?
6: Okay, that, uh, Hans, is a great question. That is a really great question. Um, usually, there are uh, some limits on the home equity line, how far they'll go, because they really want to be careful that you don't overextend, especially because they're in what's called a second position. Mm-hmm. By first position, I mean your original mortgage is, uh, and again, I like round numbers. Yeah. Uh, your original mortgage is, say, 100000 you owe twenty on the uh, HELOC or home equity line. You have another seventy thousand or so in equity. Yeah, they may increase it, but but let me ask you this: Why the home equity line of credit? Why not combine them and just do a cash out refinance? And and, and the reason I like cash out refinance as opposed to home equity line is because say you know you didn't need all of that money from the uh, home equity line you know, if you have some extra with the cash out refinance, now you have some money that you can invest. And whereas right now, say you do a cash out refinance of mm-hmm. like four and a half percent, five even. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take, say, maybe five, 8,000 that you might have left over from a cash out refinance and invest it, and something that's going to get you about seven to 12% over the course of 10, 12, 15 years. Now you're offsetting uh, what, you paid and you have one nice little tidy payment there. Does that make sense?
7: Saying, but I got a 30 year fixed at three and a quarter right
6: now. Nah, I see. I see. And you have this HELOC. Now you're still in the draw period of the HELOC? I mean, the home oh, equity yeah. line? Oh,
7: yeah. I mean, I have. So I've only used about 10,000 of it, but I have, a, I have a line of about 25. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I would just like to have that availability of let's say, you know, even if I if they made a HELOC of 50, I would still have close to 100,000 in
6: equity in my house. Right, right, I, I understand, I, I understand. Uh, but yes, it is possible that they would raise it. Some would, others would uh, probably make you do another HELOC. They'd pay this off and then do a brand new. One. In fact, that's what they would uh, push for. You know, just because it mm-hmm. eventually turns into a revolving debt, which pays a little bit more for the banks. You know, that's why I always push to cash out refinance. I mean, even, mm-hmm. you know, instead of it sitting there like a credit card, uh, you could put it in a checking account yep. and, and do it like that. And it could even be an okay. interest-bearing checking account. But, but yes, story, it is possible. Long story short,
7: long story short is just ask the question, see if they'll extend it, and if they'll do so, maybe without any... Uh, additional fees or charges, and if not, then explore other
0: options.
6: Right, right. Okay, good.
0: Thank you, guys. Oh, thanks for your question, Hans. Hans, thank you very much. The, any questions that you don't want to ask on the radio, you want to get in contact with Jamal from Pilgrim Mortgage, 919-977-0222?
6: Yes, that's that's pretty easy that's, to remember, isn't it? That's the
0: one. And the, and the other... The website is PilgrimRaleigh.com, but there's a dash in between Pilgrim and Raleigh. So it's wwwpilgrim rolleycom
6: Now, I also have another URL. You do. What do you have? They can reach me at, which is real easy to remember. It's yeah. MortgageJB.com. Mortgage?
0: I have to remember how many G's in mortgage. Mortgage what? JB. JB. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Better. Very good. All right. Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi, and Jamal Bo, Jamal from Pilgrim Morgan's. We're talking about things that have to do with uh, uh, mortgages and financing your home, cash out refinance. I understand. You're you're talking about re- just restarting the whole process, right? Doing a mortgage. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Um,
1: so, so if he had this, if he had this done back before the Dodd Frank, would it be more difficult? I mean, they're going to have stricter standards now, as far as how much you can. Yes, pay
6: out. yes. In fact, I was just reading an article uh, about that because uh, right there at the crash, there was a real big cutoff on a uh, he on home equity lines of credit, yeah. and then in the past few years, they've you know kind of reopened that, and they're looking at the first group of uh, resets mm. for that, where you know, of course, the draw period is done, and they're either going to be fully and wholly due. You know, mm-hmm. or it's going to go into like this adjustable rate mortgage period for like fifteen
0: years or so. Generally, is he paying a higher rate on his home equity line, what we call the HELOC, just a moment ago? Is he paying a higher rate than he is on his thirty-year
6: fixed? Between that and his
0: home mortgage combined, yes,
6: yes. Between that and his home mortgage combined, yes.
0: Because I'm a first-time home buyer, and we're, we've been in the house for a while but I'm looking at the roof and you know we talk with Tim every now and then about repairing the roof that's a significant or not repairing but replacing it cuz mm-hmm. that's going to have a an effective lifespan mm-hmm. and I got to admit I haven't put away enough to buy a new roof is that what a, typically people do yeah yeah they yes. put it they home mm-hmm. equity line of credit well
1: y- and, or, and hit, or they'll pay off a car, and that way they can write off the interest. Because oh it's man! With a home.
6: Yeah, right, and I've done that before. And, and that car that was going to be like yeah. thirty-five thousand dollars in interest yeah. is yeah. now reduced to you know a fraction of that. Right. Now, of course, over time and everything, uh, folks say, well, you're paying more, but the immediate savings mm-hmm. is uh, can be tremendous. And in America, you know, that's what we need: at immediate savings. And uh, and then the other thing about a home equity line of credit that, uh, now Hans, you know, he said he's had it and he's only used about half of it. Mm -hmm. That is really, really rare. I mean, most people, when I pull someone's credit and I see that second, that home equity line of credit, it is right there. In fact, I have somebody right now, right now, uh, we have been scrambling, scrambling, scrambling to, uh, you know, turn his HELOC into, you know, a conventional mortgage product because it is about to reset and just go out of control.
0: What's he do? He's spent the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. That's that's, hard to do. That's
6: what we do in America now because
1: sometimes it comes in a credit card. I think Hans is a little different, though, because he's taking us 30-year and paying it down to about 20, 21 years. Right, right. So he's a little different. Right. Oh, he's he's
0: smart. He could stop doing that for a while. And he just
1: wants that extra uh, money— yeah. There if he needs it for some kind of an investment or exactly whatever he's got planned. I would think it'd be pretty easy for him to get a loan if he's doing things like that. Jamal, yes. do you want to
0: stay for a couple of minutes? Yes. All yes, right, well let's let's keep him then. Jamal Bo with Pilgrim Mortgage, uh, Tim Ferruzzi with Highland Residential Roofing and Handy Helpers, and Dave Alexander with Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680, WPTF News is next. From the news porch here at uh, Making Your Home Great News Radio six eighty WPTF, Royers is reporting that Lowe's is growing. Our executive news editor assistant, Krista Scott, has more.
4: Mooresville, North Carolina home improvement retailer Lowe's said it is buying Maintenance Supply headquarters, a wholesaler retailer of maintenance supplies, for five hundred twelve million dollars. Lowe's is trying to attract more construction contractors. Lowe's is the number two home improvement chain in the U.S. behind Home Depot. Lowe's depends on homeowners and do-it-yourself shoppers for their core business, while Home Depot has been more successful with contractors. Krista Scott from the Making Your Home Great Newsbench.
0: Home Depot posted better than expected earnings this week and a dividend of 89 cents per share. National Association of Realtors think that sales of brand new homes are expected to jump Ten point seven percent. Sure, if you can find one, uh, they are expected to rise an additional eight percent in twenty eighteen. Um, we are on making your home great. Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi, along with Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage.
1: So Jamal, um, going back to the Dodd Frank uh, uh, ruling or law, I guess that's a law, right? Yeah, Reg- it, regulation. It's a, it, it's regulation. a bunch. Of,
6: it's a bunch of laws. bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. How has that affected the mortgage business since that went into effect to now, and what do you see happening over the next twelve months, or are you already seeing some changes now with the new
6: administration? Um, There have been phases of changes uh, since when did they come out with that twenty ten? A lot of that. The uh, original one was about appraisals, you know, and the uh, communications that me, a mortgage broker can have with an appraiser. I mean, it, it's difficult for me to have a one-on-one conversation with an appraiser. Like me talking to an appraiser right now yeah. is about like me talking to a Russian. You, know. you can't do it. No, you no. Get you get in can't. trouble. Right, right. right. E- e- even if we're out just having Chinese food, it's like, oh, man, you had Chinese food with an appraiser. <laughs> with a
0: Russian. You're right. <laughs> you can't do that. No, no.
6: No, no. no. But uh, so that was like one of the first things. Uh, it, a lot of it dealt with uh, how we get paid um, you know it used to be that uh, a lot of us were all commission only mm-hmm. Yeah, but many of us now uh, have to be paid some sort of a salary of some sort mm-hmm. so you know if you're going to be in it you got to be in it for the long haul you have to be producing that sort of thing
0: yeah
6: uh, how pay is disclosed that was uh, the third wave that was uh 2012 how paid? Yeah, and uh, how
0: you got paid had to be disclosed.
6: Well, it, it depends. Okay. If if I work if I work at one of the big banks, how I got paid doesn't have to be disclosed. Of course, that's one of the. But outside of the big banks, how I get paid has to be uh, disclosed, like two and three times. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, uh, there was a new form. There was some improvements, if you will, on the. Uh, truth and Lending Disclosure, uh, or TRID. Yeah. And let's see, what was this? It was a time-sensitive sort of deal. So uh, if there was any sort of a change, which it was like this anyway. If there was any sort of change, we had to do a change of circumstance form or whatever. But with the uh, new TRID disclosures, they changed the look of the settlement statement, and they changed – the look of the good—you remember the good—did you close when there was a good faith estimate? Or, yeah, hmm?
0: I did. And uh, let me t- tell you, there's another thing. Annual percentage rate never really ever matched up to what you were borrowing, the right? Y- the rate you were the borrowing. The yield or whatever? Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, okay. It was a different term, wasn't there? Uh, okay. All that right. credit card was different. Not only was it a different number, it was a, a number generated in a totally different way.
1: Yeah, because I want to show you what it's really costing you.
0: Well—
6: Okay, so there is the note rate. I, I like to say the note rate, the, which effectively is the rate that you're actually paying. It. Yeah. A, a, and I do it backwards and forwards, and, and people generally are paying the note rate. Right. Right. So if your rate is four percent, you're paying four percent. What the uh-huh. APR is is it's taken into effect the fees and that Arig- sort of yeah. thing. Now, fee and all that stuff. Right. Now APR this disclosure came about during. The uh, days of uh, Ralph Nader, when Ralph Nader and Nader's Raiders were in their heyday yeah. and everything. And and I'm not saying it's not needed now, but in those days, you're talking okay. about the 70s, late 60s, early mm-hmm. 80s. You, you know, your note rate might have been 5%, 3%, or whatever. Right.
1: right then, I thought it was like 20%.
6: Well... I'm kidding around, but... Right, but... <laughs> it felt like it. But But my fees could have been like 9%. Yeah. And it made... And if that was financed in, well, it made a ginormous difference. Yeah. Ginormous difference. In car loans, you know, the fees in car loans are uh, really, really high. Mm -hmm. And APR and car loans, it makes a ginormous difference. But Mm -hmm. in a home loan for 30 years, I I mean, unless I'm charging you like five points, you know, as just my fee, just for me. You know, it's not gonna make that big of a difference. So that's why but it's mandatory that we another thing of Dodd Frank, I have to uh, say yeah. my license number, you know. So I'm Jamal Bow, uh, yeah, go Uh National Mortgage License number, eight nine six five five. Very good. Thank yeah, you. But but anyway, we we'll have All to right. say my license number. When we if we say a rate, you know, the APR must be said. But you know, there's no real way of uh stating the correct APR because of the millions of people listening, you, you know, if you're going to fit into the exact mold right. of what we put together, you, you know, that'll be like a... You know, it's like a strike of lightning dear. but we have to, you know, we have to say that. But these, all these rules are really great. I don't want any trouble with so the... So uh,
1: has a Dodd-Frank... <laughs> that's interesting. So has a Dodd-Frank made
6: it harder for people to borrow money to buy a house as well? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's made it harder for people... Uh, to buy a house. Uh, some of this stuff has been good. For example, you know they got rid of the good faith estimate, and they brought along what's called the loan estimate, which mm-hmm. is a lot easier to read. Okay. It, you know, so it's a lot easier. So they haven't
1: raised the down payment requirements and the credit stringency and things like that. Now, th-
6: that sort of thing is usually on the uh, lender. Now, there is what's called a uh, qualifying mortgage. Uh, lenders are if lenders are going to sell their loans on a secondary market mm-hmm. a certain percentage of of them have to be what's called qualifying mortgages or mm-hmm. QM mm-hmm. and by qualifying mortgages it means that the uh, back end ratio is no more than 43% and a few other things as well so
0: but th- but that was because when people took out mortgages, then the mortgages got brokered away. They got sold yeah. to somebody. They were packaged yeah. together. And there was a lot and, of subprime things. And my mortgage was packaged in with a bunch of other people, and some of those mortgages went south. Good news is mine did not. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. The difference between, like, right today and the difference of, like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I don't think I would qualify everything being equal. Mm-hmm. Remember they talked about, well, you know, a lot of people got loans that they shouldn't have gotten? I'm raising my hand. That's me. Mm-hmm. Okay? I got that loan, and I think I'm lucky. I worked in radio and teaching. I'll tell you what, I, didn't, I wasn't perfect mm-hmm. walking into that loan thing. Well, they were giving money away. They mean, were it, giving, a lot
1: of people had that problem.
0: And the sad thing is there were some people, like me, in that sort of economic situation— mm-hmm. Who then later decided to walk away from their home mm. because they discovered one day it was a hundred fifty dollar, hundred fifty thousand dollar, in the hole. Uh, in the hole, hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar house yeah. payment, but it was a hundred thousand right. dollar home right. because the bottom dropped out of it. Yeah. Okay, right. and but I'm here and to that tell was you,
1: beyond your control. I mean, that was an economic factor.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. And, but and, and and a
6: lot of that was about. You know communications with uh you know say maybe the loan officer and the appraiser, so you know they've gotten rid of a lot of that sort of stuff because you you, you might have had a, a favorite appraiser. you say, "Hey guy, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. need this one to come in and uh, I've got to tell you a
1: quick story, yeah, talking about appraiser so i i, I I've got a building, and uh, when I bought it, um, well, when I got it, I started renting it initially, sure, and uh, I found out that the guy I bought it from at a later time. Uh, it was involved with the BCCI scandal, back you remember? Oh Yo, B- yes. The Bank of India yes. or whatever. Yes. So the appraiser that appraised this property, which was about a two hundred fifty thousand dollar property at the time, appraised it for seven hundred fifty thousand. And I said, "Well, how was that possible?" And he said, "Well, he just turned around on the street and took a picture <laughs> of
6: the building across the street and said that was the building." <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that went on. Yes. No, no, seriously, seriously, yeah. yes, he said the BCCI, I mean, that was like, I remember, that was 86, 87. Yeah,
1: that, was the, that was in the 80s,
6: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like a 16 years old. I, why do I know about BCCI when okay. I was a teenager? I
0: now, guess. here's the thing. Here's the good part. You know that guy that was committing that fraud by taking a picture of the wrong thing? He, he took, was an appraiser. He mm-hmm. took all of the money that he made doing that. He put it all in Bernie Madoff's hands. Well, and he, <laughs> And whatever he didn't give to Bernie Madoff— he put it all in Enron stock. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Did you see that show? There? No, I haven't
0: oh, seen man. it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I'm just telling you, there's some wild financial things. You can help us na- navigate this, can't you? Oh, absolutely. You a- sound a- absolutely. like you've got it front and back the whole book.
6: Well, I, I wouldn't say that, but just let me say this yeah. to you, uh, Dave. You know, you say you don't think you would have qualified. I-, I believe you probably can qualify. Um, you know, it just depends. I mean, I don't know yeah. the whole situation, but a lot of people out there <laughs> don't believe they can qualify right. because they've gone to their bank. And, and like we said earlier, the bank isn't going to sit down and say, hey, this isn't bad. You just need to fix mm-hmm. A and B. Yeah. And, you, you know, you got to find time to go off work to go to the bank or yeah. get the guy to take your call. You, you know, folks get me th- at me through my email. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to get my cell phone number because my office line is, when I'm not there, is yeah. coming to my cell phone. We're texting. Like I said, Sunday, I mean, people call me up Sunday afternoons all the time. Good. Asking me about, hey, will I be able to do this? And I'm like, hey, I'm eating dinner right now. But uh, I tell you what, let me go over to the computer. And- I like it. And uh, so, yeah, so, so don't count yourself out like that. A lot of people do that. I, uh, a ju-
1: lot of people are gun-shy, and, and, yeah. yes. and also you've seen things on television that say you can't do this and you can't do that. And, yeah. You know, and, of course, we came out of that, again, going back to the gun-shy, we came out of that economy, yeah. and so many people got
0: burned. When, when they us. all said years after this, well, you know, we loaned a lot of money to a lot of people who we shouldn't have done it to. My wife and I will always look at each other and say, is that us, honey? Yes, dear, it's us. It, no, it's
6: not because you're still in the house.
0: We're still in the house. Well, we paid the house. We haven't gone anywhere without And you have to, think, you have to yeah. think
1: about it. You know how much money that created for the economy? It did. The yeah. government made a lot of money from those deals. Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, I, I almost wonder if there was some – it was almost done to help us get it out of the 9-11 scenario. Yeah. It was
6: um, people moving money around. Yeah, and – The other thing, like uh, a lot of people think, oh, well, loans being sold on the secondary market is something unusual. But actually, that's nothing unusual because, you know, a lot of pensions buy mortgages because they need those payments coming, those massive amounts of payments coming in every month so that they can invest it and uh, pay out people's pensions and retirement and things like that. So it's not unusual, but it's unusual when— You know, you've only worked for a year at two jobs, and you had a foreclosure eight months ago, and, you know, those kind of—
0: I've got some stories that I can't tell you on the radio. Oh, you. Uh, Yeah, just me. All right. (laughs) If you want somebody who knows what he's talking about, Jamal Bo is the person to talk to. Thank
6: you, Jamal. Oh, uh, thank you, uh, Tim and Dave, man. I uh, really appreciate being here, man. Thanks for
0: having me. Pilgrim Mortgage, www.pilgrim-raleigh.com. Pilgrim Pilgrim Mortgage. Google it, you'll find it. What's his phone number? Phone number number is 919-977-0222. That's right. And you can also reach me at MortgageJB.com.
6: That's MortgageJB.com. And
1: you've been doing it 15 years through the thick and thin. Hmm. You, this,
6: went, you went through all that, and, got, and you're still still there.
0: This is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Yeah, check out the NCmanExpo.com. Or as I like to remind people, just if you're not writing that down, just... Just Google Man Expo Raleigh. You'll find them. Uh, It's a a great idea. Better than a home show because it includes things that are guy stuff or guy-related stuff that don't have to do with, you know, working hard. Uh, Partly cloudy for the rest of the afternoon. A high temperature in the 92-degree range. Overnight low 62. But between now and then, there could be a heavy thunderstorm or two. And some thunderstorms also Sunday afternoon, high only up to 76. And then Monday, 77, with an afternoon thunderstorm or two. And then Tuesday, showers and thunderstorms. Tim said this, and he's right. We got showers and thunderstorms this afternoon kicking off a, not a continuous rainstorm, but a possibility of of rain. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right now it's 90 with a real feel of 96 News Radio 680 WPTF. Many thanks to Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage who stayed late on the show. You know, we asked him on the air. I've never heard anybody on the air say, no, Dave, I can't stay. But he stayed, you know, Saturday afternoon he stayed extra. Uh, Sean McCutcheon uh, was on for Myers Research and uh, Jim Seymour, Economic Development Director for Fuquay Verena. And it, um, it, it's interesting to hear from people talk about their small towns. Uh, not small towns. I'm not talking down to Fuquay. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, we used to have Raleigh, Durham, and then a lot of other suburban towns that were bedroom communities or agricultural communities. And it's not going to be that way. And the circle of what is a, a decent-sized town, a good-sized, big, with a couple of big stores, is expanding around Raleigh. Well,
1: you know, I think the problem is, is not necessarily that it's a problem, but yeah. it costs a lot of money to live in the central part of these cities like yes. Raleigh. Yes. You know, Five Points, that area. So people are going out to the outskirts trying to get more, more bang for the mm-hmm. dollar, mm-hmm. and that's what causes the whole area to— to expand.
0: We and have – my, my family owns a house, and I'm not going to tell you the exact price of it, but we can handle it on a teacher's salary. And, a, you know, my wife also works. But we could afford it. Mm-hmm. We could not afford it six to eight miles closer mm-hmm. to Raleigh. Yeah. Could not do it. Yeah. We, we, we said, well, look in Cary Morrisville. Not, not an issue. Yeah. Couldn't get the square footage. We'd all be sleeping in the same room.
1: Supply and demand scenario. Yes. Yep.
0: But you see, and jokingly, I said, well, you know, Holly Springs, which is a little closer to Raleigh, a little closer to Apex, Holly Springs is getting, you know, they're they're doing very, 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 very well. Mm-hmm. And then Fuquay is stepping up to the plate that we're going to be the next Holly Springs.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you another place that's going to be booming here soon and already is is yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. In that direction where SAS is— Opening up that other campus in that whole section of the
0: I did not area. know that. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, it's that whole area. Sass came and bought 7,500 acres of property over there is what I understand. And they've got a 30-, 40-year plan where they're going to build a whole another campus there.
0: Should I even bother taking this tack that I, I've been thinking to get the traffic department in here, maybe get the, uh, the, the fellows from the traffic department to talk to us about where we need to have roads
1: well, you know, you go to DC and places like that, and Seattle. There's constant uh, infrastructure building, yeah. upgrading the roads. You see that here too. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it never ends. Five forty is going to is extending its reach. They actually put in another. They put in an additional Holly Springs off ramp right before the Fuquay and and Apex mm-hmm. off ramps. I mean, it's like they built the highway and then they put another off ramp on it, which is th- this kind of unique yeah. to me.
1: Let me give my phone number in case people need to reach me. Um, Of course, I'm in the home improvement remodeling repair business and also the roofing business, gutter business, dry-sealed crawl spaces. We do a lot of different things. And if we can't do something, we'll let you know. We're not going to try to do something we don't know how to do. Um, Structural damage. Our number is 919-676-5969. Again, 919-676-5969. And if you've got a computer handy... Uh easy to remember HandyHopers.com, dot com just like it sounds HandyHopers.com, dot com and highland roofing n c like north carolina Roofing n c dot
0: because there's another guy in Scotland with a similar website you don't want to have that guy <laughs> he didn't he he cannot help you out at all He'll, <laughs> but just something with uh with, with stone um and we've and, got
1: some more websites coming on board like our Eagle roofing you'll you'll see more things um popping up here soon with us
0: yeah if you've got a commercial roofing question well a lot of
1: people work in buildings and their boss say hey look we got where they notice roof leaks give us a call we can coat the roofs yeah do repairs we can replace the roof there's lots of different solutions so keep that in mind metal roofs whatever
0: next week what are you and i talking about because i know who's coming on next week but we, we had sort of a, a mental schedule. Do you know? I, I don't remember. Do you know? You know that well, we, We've fine. got
1: it planned eight weeks out. We're out. Yeah. We, we should mention our,
0: that since we're... We're actually organized. Yeah, we're really organized. We're organized. We've got topics for us to talk about. But next week, Ken Alstrom of Economy Exterminators is going to be here. We're going to talk about bugs. We're going to talk about what you need to do. And he's told us a, some things that added to our understanding of termites and house things. But... Also, exterior stuff. We
1: are going to be talking about ADA, American Disabilities Act, next oh, yeah. week.
0: Oh, yeah. AD, the, now, does it, in, does it insert into our homes or is it just a yeah, business thing?
1: Well, ADA uh, talks about basically this American Disabilities Act uh, commercial and residential ramps, ramp heights, bathrooms, how bathrooms could be redesigned, things like that, uh, hallways. Kind of yeah. talk, but, you know, we've got a guy that comes on our show all the time, Lewis Yeah, Sadler, Lewis Sadler, yeah. Kind of in that in that range of things. And then the following week, we'll be talking about painting. Okay. So next week, we've got Memorial Day, right? Yeah. And, and by the way, I forgot to say Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers out
0: there last week. Happy Mother's but Day, moms. Belated. It's a, it's a belated. good thing. Yep. All right. Thanks to the folks who contributed to this show, including Jamal Bow. Sean McCutcheon and Ken Alstrom's next week. Oh, Jim Seymour, also a Fuquay Verena, but uh, Ken Alstrom next week. We're going to talk about waterproofing and bugs from the entomologist and expert from Economy Exterminators. Dave Alexander and Tim Ferruzzi. This show is making your home great. We'll see you next week at 2 o'clock. News Radio 680 WPTF.